Shalom. Welcome to Pathfinder's Messianic Bible Study. Once again, I'm your host and teacher, Brother Scott Norris. And I have, uh, once again, an exciting message as we delve into the word of Adonai. And we're going to look into Matthew 24 and 14 and deal with the gospel, the kingdom mandate to the nations. The kingdom mandate to the nations. I'm going to read Matthew 24 and 14, and it says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come. And so this is one of the major end-time signs of the Lord's return, is the gospel message being proclaimed as a witness into all nations. And so we need to really understand, because I believe that a lot of times, and I've discussed this before, when we talk about eschatology or the study of end times, there tends to be a, a focus on the mark of the beast and not the mark of Adonai. Um, there becomes a focus on, you know, conspiracies and, you know, of, you know, as people, you know, look for a one world government and, or we look at the signs, you know, of famines and, 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 and the pestilences, epidemics. And yes, those are part of the um, labor pains to let us know that the end is very near. But the major thing that is going to usher in the return of the Lord is the gospel being preached as a witness to all nations. And I think a lot of times we forget that in spite of the things that are taking place in these last days, in these end times, that the response to all of that, the answer is found in Yeshua and saints who are anointed by the power of the Ruach Hokadesh, that's the Hebrew word for a spirit or breath, breath or, or, or wind, actually, which we translated as Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, but the Ruach Hokadesh, that those witnesses that are filled with his power, with his anointing, um, our mandate in this hour, in this, in this last hour, is to be a voice for the kingdom, to be a witness, to provide evidence that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So there are some things that we really need to understand so that we can properly fulfill our mandate. So we could be like the sons of Issachar who understood the times and knew what to do in them. Now, first, one thing, it says in the gospel of the kingdom or kingdom of heaven shall be preached into all the world. The kingdom of heaven in Hebrew is the word Malkut Shamayim. Malkut, Shamayim, Malkut is kingdom, Shamayim is heavens, okay? Not heaven, but heavens. It is an idiom commonly found in rabbinical, or rabbinic, or rabbi, uh, rabbinic literature, or the teaching of rabbis, referring to the sovereignty or rule of God as opposed to that of human governments, it is synonymous with another term, the kingdom of God, okay? So you'll see, usually in the Gospel of Luke and Mark, kingdom of God used, but in Matthew's Gospel, you'll see kingdom of heaven. And you've got to understand that Matthew's Gospel was written primarily to those who were Jewish, all right? So he's going to use terminology more familiar with them, kingdom of heaven, because kingdom of God uh, Mark and Luke wrote with more of a diversified audience in mind. 
okay, kingdom of God, kingdom of Elohim, um, and, and kingdom of heaven is exactly the same thing. Heaven, that term heaven is a circum, cir, circum, low, Losish, losish, liciton, <laughs> basically is a way of saying God's name without saying his name. So when they're talking about heaven, they're not talking about a place when they say kingdom of heaven, but they're talking about the almighty himself. They've just replaced his name with heaven because in rabbinic theology, there was a, there's a big issue about saying the name of the Lord, saying Yahweh. So they'll say things like Hashem or the name and replacement of it or heaven, the kingdom of heaven. So God's kingship, his authority, his rule is not readily apparent in this current world. The prophets anticipated a time when God's authority would be acknowledged and accepted by all. Like if you read Isaiah 45 and 23, he says, I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear Romans fourteen eleven, quoting that that verse says for it is written as I live saith the Lord every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God Philippians 2 and 10 that at the name of Jesus or Yeshua every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth, and things under the earth. Zechariah 14 and 9. For the kingdom, oh, and the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day there shall be one Lord, and his name one. Thus the kingdom of heaven is associated with the future messianic era. Those who accept his authority are now said to accept the yoke of his kingdom. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 says what? Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Okay? I know in one of the uh, the Talmud, some of the writings of the of the uh, of the traditions of the rabbis, um, they write of Deuteronomy 6 and 4 saying that this is the yoke of the kingdom. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. That word hear is Shema. And so in, 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 in Hebraic culture, we pray even a prayer based off of Deuteronomy 6 and 4 called the Shema. Shema means to hear in terms of to, 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 to heed, to listen, to obey. So you're hearing not just to hear something that sounds good, but you're hearing to respond to a command or to an order. And so... That is the, the, the essence of the kingdom of heaven is that we listen to the most high. We listen to the only true living God. Amen. The gospel or in Hebrew, Basora, the good news of the kingdom of heaven is that God Elohim gave his only son that whoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John chapter 3, verses 14 through 18. And as Moses, this is Yeshua talking, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God 
sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The good news to the nations is that you can be spiritually reborn with the divine nature of Christ or Messiah living in you, literally literally becoming the offspring of heaven. Romans 8 and 16, the spirit itself or the Ruach, I like to say the Ruach, itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. <laughs> These children, brothers and sisters, overcome the world. First John 5 verses 1 through 5 says, Whosoever believeth that Yeshua is the Christ or is the Messiah is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. Verse 2, by this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. Uh oh So we as the children of God love him, we keep, we guard his commandments. His commandments is synonymous with his Torah, oftentimes translated as law. I've said this many times and I'll keep saying it. Law is the first five books of the Bible. And, and, and the word Torah does not mean law, it means teaching, or instruction, doctrine commands it's the first five books of the bible genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy so if we say the law is done away with how can we love it and if we say it's done away with it how are we truly his children now think about this this is what the word teaches i didn't make this up for this is the love of god that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous oh his commandments don't bring us into bondage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't bring us into bondage. The Bible says his commandments are not grievous. They don't cause us grief. Verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? See, in other words, Satan, the Bible says, is the prince of the air. He's kind of the ruler over this world. He's the prince, and Yeshua is the king. Just think about it. A king has greater authority, but the world is subjugated to Satan, and we have overcome the world. Okay, we've overcome. We 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 learn how to subject our flesh to the power of the Ruach Kodesh and overcome this world system. Amen. The death of this world, the curse of Adam, we've overcome all of that. And we can rise up victoriously. That is good news, brothers and sisters. We're not overcome by the world's depression. We don't have to be overcome with sickness. Amen. We don't have to be overcome with despair or lack of peace or with torment. But we can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. We can have what? Peace or shalom. The Bible says what? The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the power of the Ruach Kokodesh, the power of the Holy Ghost. In other words, that in the kingdom, listen, we, we live a righteous life, an upright life. We, we, we uh, walk in God's justice. Amen. Amen. We experience it in our lives. Yeshua's Return will occur when the kingdom of heaven 
is proclaimed as a witness to all nations. Hold on one second. Um, okay, so whoever, okay. Witness is the word testimony. Or a testimony is something that brings forth evidence or proof provided by the existence or appearance of, of something. Our witness provides evidence of the existence of the kingdom of heaven. We have witnessed in our lives the power of salvation from being translated from darkness to life. Our works indeed should do good to humanity so that we may glorify our heavenly father. Matthew 5 and 16 teaches, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. The Ruach Kokodesh, the Holy Ghost, anoints us with dunamis power to be his witnesses all over this planet. And Acts 1 and 8 says, what I shall give you power, dunamis power, to be my witnesses. Dynam dynamic, dynamite, explosive power. But you shall receive power, dunamis in the Greek, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts 1 and 8. The Ruach power is evidence as we speak with new tongues, lay hands on the sick, and cast out demons. Mark 16, uh, verses 17 through 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. The gifts of the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Ruach are, uh, give evidence of the existence of the kingdom of heaven. So when you talk about the gifts of the Spirit over in 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 12, it talks about what? Um, you have the gifts of faith, gift of, discern, um, gift of miracles, the gifts of healing. There are the gifts, and these are gifts of the Spirit. You have the um, gifts of prophecy, the gifts of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, the gift of discerning of spirits, the gift of the word of wisdom, and the gift of the word of knowledge. The manifestations of of the Ruach Kokodesh's power, the anointing's power um, in our life give evidence of the existence of the kingdom of heaven. That the Messiah, the, the, the king of the kingdom, Yeshua, is soon to return. And we give evidence of his power and his glory, even though it's not in full manifestation, but the, the Ruach Kokodesh grants us the wisdom and the power to do good deeds before men and women. You know, when we live a spirit-led, spirit-controlled Ruach life, what does it do when we um, grow not only just in the gifts of the spirit, but in the fruit of the spirit? It helps us to be a true witness. We give evidence that the kingdom of heaven is real. That is, that is a real kingdom with real power and real authority when we operate in this dunamis power. And this helps us to reach the nations. Okay. Um, Matthew 12 and 28 says, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God or by the Ruach of God, then the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven is come unto you. 
Okay, Yeshua is the right arm of salvation or deliverance, and the Ruach, or the Spirit of God, is the finger attached to that arm. Luke eleven twenty. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. Notice how the Ruach is called the, the, the finger of God. The Ruach Kodesh is the finger of God. Yeshua is the right arm of deliverance. And so the, the Ruach is the finger, which is an extension of the arm. Why? Because the Ruach, the Ruach Kodesh, in our lives, when we're indwelt with his power, we become an extension of Yeshua's right hand. We become an extension of his power. You know, we become an extension, an expression of him in the earth. Yeshua walked in great power and authority. The Bible says he taught as one having authority. He wasn't like the scribes or the Pharisees. They read from the same Torah. They read from the same scriptures, but he operated in greater authority and power supernaturally. And that's how you and I are called if we're going to be effective witnesses of the kingdom's gospel message to all the nations of the earth. Nations in the Greek is the word ethnos. Okay, ethnos is basically a tribe. It basically means a tribe. From, from the word ethnos, we get the word ethnicity. Okay, nations aren't just countries. And a, a nation or a country can have dozens of ethnicities living within it, which speak distinctly different languages. Okay, so in one country, you're going to have people that speak a variety of languages. We see this happening all over the world, you know. And so in order for an ethnic group to be effectively evangelized, they will need a Ruach Hokadesh anointed witness in their own language, somebody filled with the Holy Ghost, who can witness, bring evidence of the kingdom in their own language. That's why I'm so adamant about getting this gospel out and teaching the word to what he says, teach and make disciples of what? All nations. I got to find people I can communicate with who can communicate it to other people in their ethnic group. Acts 2 verses 4 through 11, they were all filled with the Ruach Okadesh, with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, as the Ruach, gave them utterance. And there, and they, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Remember, the Jews, the Hebrews, have been scattered all over the earth. But these were still devout. Even though they were scattered, they were still coming back to celebrate the festivals. Because in Acts chapter 2, when we talk about Pentecost, that's the Feast of Weeks. It's 50 days after the celebration of Passover, or really after the celebration of First Fruits, which is in the season of Passover. Okay? And so, it was, it was at this, uh, what we call the, the Feast of Weeks in Hebrew, Shavuot. This is one of the festivals, one of the three out of the seven feasts in which Hebrew men were commanded to go to Jerusalem to worship. Okay, so there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation, out of every ethnos under heaven. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. 
And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers of Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya about Serene and strangers of Rome, Jewish converts, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Think about it. There's about a total of 6,909 languages in the entire world. And about 2,200 languages remain without a Bible. So about a third of the earth's population doesn't even have the Bible written in their own language. About 350 million people, mostly in India, China, Sub-Saharan Africa, and Papua New Guinea, speak only these languages. So that lets us know that we still have work to do. We still have work to do. I was reading something where they said in about 15 years there will be a Bible translation in those 2,000, uh, those 2,200 languages which have no Bible written. And it's not just having a Bible. You're going to need somebody anointed with the Ruach Hokadesh, the breath or the wind of the Almighty. Or what we have called the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. He's not a ghost and he's not a spirit. Even in the Greek, the word spirit is pneuma. But anyway, the, the mighty anointing of the Ruach Hokadesh, someone anointed to preach that Bible to them in their language, the kingdom of heaven. And so this is the really the focus of the end times. How can we train up, equip, and send out people throughout the entire earth to, to be his voice, to be his witnesses in the earth. That ought to be our focus in these end times. The, the earth is crying out, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And so we have to understand that as we see earthquakes and epidemics, pestilences, wars, and rumors of war, that this is not the time to be frightened, but, but people are going to need hope. People are already confused. The, the scripture says the seas are going to be tossed to and fro. You know, we, we see the rising of the seas. We see the tropical storms. But, but And it says men will be perplexed in their heart, their hearts failing them. But we have the answer. This is what we need to focus on. How can we fill with the power of the Ruach HaKadosh effectively reach nations for his kingdom? How can we bring evidence of the reality of the kingdom of heaven into their lives? How can we effectively engage them so that they have a realistic shot at being saved? Remember, the Lord is willing that none should perish, but that all should come to everlasting life. Will all come? No. But we have to, but we have to um, allow people the opportunity to know who, who the Messiah is. And they have to have a, a, a witness that they can understand that gets them, that understands them, that understands their culture and their language, and, and, and where they can read the word and understand it in their own language so they can better have an understanding of who the Most High is. Amen. So I just wanted to drop this on you. I pray that this has been a blessing. I pray that this um, teaching has been enlightening, that it challenges you. I pray that the Lord might send you forth as a bold witness for the kingdom, as a laborer, into his harvest fields. Until we meet again, Shalom. <music>